Welcome to 7-Minute Torah. I'm Rabbi Micah Streifer. In this podcast, we explore the weekly Torah portion in about 7 to 10 minutes. We make modern meaning out of ancient texts, exploring them through liberal Jewish eyes. Sometimes it's just me, and other weeks I'm in conversation with another rabbi or a Jewish thought leader. All right, welcome everyone. Thank you for listening in. Before I get started, I want to say a big thank you to our newest weekly supporter, and that is Tessa Troughton. Thank you, Tessa, and to all those who are helping make this podcast possible. And as always, for those who might be interested in becoming a supporter of 7-Minute Torah, you can go to patreon.com, and I'll put those instructions in the episode notes. So here we are in this transitional moment in the year. We're in the Yamim Noraim, the 10 days of awe between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. This Shabbat is Shabbat Shuvah, the Shabbat of return, or the Shabbat of repentance that comes in between the two high holy days. And we are also in a transitional moment in Torah. In fact, this Parsha opens with Moses announcing that everything is about to change. We're reading Vayelech. Vayelech is Deuteronomy chapter 31. It's a one-chapter parsha, and that's because it's usually, or at least often, read as part of a double portion together with Nitzavim, which we talked about last week. And it opens with these words. Vayelech Moshe, Vayedaber et hadvarim ha'ele el kol Yisrael. Moses went and spoke all these things, all these words to Israel. What words did he speak? Well, it goes on to say, He said to them, I am now 120 years old. I can no longer be active. And God has said to me, You shall not cross the Jordan River. So Moses goes about announcing to the people that he's essentially reached his retirement age. And by retirement, we mean he's about to die. He's reached 120. He no longer can lead the people. And there's already something interesting in the very first word of the parsha. The word vayelech means he went. Moses went and spoke all these words to Israel. Now, it would have been enough to say vayedaber Moshe. Moses spoke these words. Why does it say he went? The commentator Ibn Ezra who is an 11th and 12th century Spanish commentator, says that this tells us that Moses went around and spoke to each tribe individually, telling them that his time was coming and that there was about to be this major transition. That's interesting because there's some kind of implication that each tribe might have needed to hear this news individually. They might have needed the support. They might have had questions. They would have wanted to know what was going to happen next. They had been led by Moses for the last 40 years, for their entire lives. And now, as I said before, everything was about to change. So over the course of the parsha, Moses goes about, with God's help, preparing the people for what comes next. First, he brings forward Joshua and hands over power to him. He says, 
Chazak ve'ematz, be strong and resolute, for it is you who will lead this people into the land. Now, we've already known that Joshua was going to be the one to lead the people, but here it's actually happening. The transition is actually taking place. And to cement that, we see that God speaks to Joshua for the first time in this parsha. In verse 23, it says, Vaitzav et Yehoshua bin Nun. God charged Yehoshua bin Nun, Joshua the son of Nun, Vayomer Chazak ve'ematz, and said, Be strong and resolute. So an actual transition in leadership has taken place here. Joshua has taken over, and Joshua will be the one to lead the next stage of Israelite history. But Moses does more than just hand over power. He also does something to ensure that the people will continue to have access to the content of the covenant, to the laws and teachings, even after he's gone. And what he does is write them down. I've been thinking about the importance of writing lately because I've been back in graduate school. And in my PhD program, for the first time in 15 years, I'm listening to lectures and writing papers and things like that. And in the midst of a class, I'll often think, oh yeah, I'll remember what the professor just said. And then the next day or the next week, I'll wish that I had written down notes. And so I'm learning all over again about the importance of writing down notes that you want to remember later. And I think Moses realizes the same thing here at the end of his life, which is why the idea of writing down Torah comes up several times in this parsha. So in verse 9 it says, Moshe et Moses wrote down this teaching, and the Hebrew word for teaching there is Torah, and he gave it to the priests, the Levites. And the Levites are instructed then that every seven years they should gather the people together at Sukkot, the festival of Sukkot, and read this entire teaching out loud in the presence of all the people. So we now have a written scroll of the Torah and an instruction that everyone should hear it from time to time. Every seven years, the entire people are supposed to hear this teaching. And it actually says, Ha'anashim ve'hanashim ve'ataf ve'gercha asher b'sharecha. The men, the women, the children, and the strangers in your community. So these teachings, this content of the covenant, is meant to be read aloud for everyone on a regular basis. But that's not all. In verse 19, it goes on to say, Therefore, write down this poem and teach it to the people of Israel. God commands Moses. Now, there's some debate over what poem is being referred to here. A lot of the commentators think that this refers to the poem in next week's Torah portion, which tells a kind of a spiritual history of Israel. And it actually seems likely that at the pshat level, at the basic level of the Torah's meaning, that is what's going on here. That Moses is supposed to write down that poem and teach it to all the people. But later commentators and halachic Jewish legal sources take this as a commandment to write down the Torah. And not only for Moses to write down the Torah then and there, but actually for all Jews to write a Torah. Maimonides in the 12th century writes in his list of positive commandments that it is a mitzvah, it is a commandment, lichtov kol ish sefer Torah la'atzmo, for every person to write a Torah scroll themselves. And so not only is Moses 
commanded to write down the Torah and hand it over to the people. But also, every one of us is traditionally commanded to participate in this act of continually writing and passing forward Torah. And this isn't even the act of interpretation like we talked about last week. This is the actual preservation of the text itself that is given to the Jewish people as a kind of heritage to pass on from generation to generation. And by the way, traditionally, you can fulfill that commandment, not necessarily by writing down a whole Torah, since that's actually a highly technical, highly skilled trade um, performed by sofrim, by scribes, but also by funding or paying for a Torah scroll to be written, or even one letter of a Torah scroll to be written, or by participating in the writing of a Torah scroll. And I know that in my congregation a number of years ago, we did some restoration work on our scroll. We had a scribe who came to work on our Torah scrolls. And while he was there, he also gave a number of members of the congregation an opportunity to write or repair a letter in a Torah, where we held on to his hand while he was actually doing the writing, so that we symbolically were writing letters in a Torah scroll, fulfilling this commandment to be writers of Torah. If we go a little further in the parsha, we find one more reference to this writing. This is verse 24. It says, When Moses had finished writing down the words of this teaching to the very end, he charged the Levites who carry the Ark of the Covenant of Adonai, saying, Take this book of teaching and place it beside the Ark of the Covenant and let it remain there. So the written scroll now gets placed beside the ark, beside the stone tablets that bear the Ten Commandments, and it will be carried by the Levites and by the people into the land of Israel. Then, of course, it will be read every seven years at the holiday of Sukkot, and that practice eventually evolves into the reading of the Torah scroll every single week in synagogues and communities all over the world. So we who study the Parsha every week, whether it be in a synagogue or on our own or through a podcast, are actually participating in the ancient tradition that is set down in this Parsha of writing down and continuing to read aloud and study the weekly Torah portion. And the Parsha positions that as a way of keeping the tradition alive. You can't always have Moses. He won't always be there. But you can have the writings. They can be passed down, handed down from one generation to the next, so that every generation of Jews has access to and ownership of these words of Torah. And with that, the stage is set for the final moments of Torah, for the death of Moses, for the people's transition to the next stage of their life, which will, of course, pave the way for the beginnings of Judaism as we begin to know it. When we meet again next week, we will read Moses' final poem, his final message to the people. And then shortly after that, we'll bring this cycle of Torah to an end. So I wish all of you a Gemar Chatima Tova. May you be written and sealed for goodness in the new year. And I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to 7-Minute Torah. If you enjoy this program, please leave a review on your podcast app, and please consider becoming a sponsor at patreon.com slash 7minutetorah. 
You can also join us in our Facebook group, 7 Minute Torah Listen and Discuss.